Miss Five Six Seven Eight Dances Report Podcast. You heard the saying: We don't plan to fail; we fail to plan. Hard work works. Working really hard is what successful people do. And in this text, tweet, twerk world that you've grown up in. <laughs> Remember, just because you're doing a lot more doesn't mean you're getting a lot more done. Don't confuse movement with progress. Don't just aspire to make a living. Aspire to make a difference. Ill Neil Zero. My name's Neil. He's 
that's why he's mine, yeah. That man is fine, many fine, yeah. That man is fine, many fine, yeah. That man is fine, many fine, yeah.
Another one. Yeah, 
stacks like the international house of pancakes. The man makes motion in bed. Watch it stand straight, your fat body. Come and build with God body. Harley any chicken heads, fake jacks. Arrive by me, use a cover girl. Living well, lady. Watch the chrome spin, gorilla grill. Check out the million dollar lady. GS spins against with all the wins. Baby girl, slide in, let the legs spurt. Again, massage your skin. What's your name? Lex, last name Diamond. Icy earring shining. What's your occupation? Crazy rhyming. Use a queen killer. So I'ma feel you like Exxon. Woo and Jodeci is like Cuzzons. You see me posted at the garden party. Sweat dripping on my flies. Rolling with some Ziggins Robin. What thousand dollar links on? Yo, shorty got money in the stash. Just drink on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team Jerk, Jerk, Jerk in the building. Switch up the style, a dance spicy. You're not frequency, you're the one KFC. Me vice BSC, you know me VSC. If you mess with me, you will see. No come in here, man, no draw me out. And I dump in a mouth. No come in here, man, no draw me out. And I dump in a face. No come in here, man, no draw me out. And I dump in a mouth. No come in here, man, no draw me out. And I dump in a face. Tell me, say, bad, and I go choke her face. But I'll know me, not see that the man there. Away, my name, friend, never go spray with beats. But I'll know. Chirp, 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 chirp
Never did a clock yo. Feel your body got the tissue and them a back yo. Certain boy, no know where man a come from. Certain boy, no know who them a chat to. We they are easy and we never come attack yo. So when we do yo, when we do yo, mean we got to. Certain boy, no know where man a come from. Certain boy, no know who them a chat to. Where them pick up away we refuse. Gonna no tie and no something for your misuse. We they are smiling but we going through with issues. And you a come at this yo when we never pre for this yo. Me nah go face yo. You mad? I beat you, me left, me left, keep a seat you, flying to the prognosis, the snub nose is not the dog will beat you, you feel it, you not a shit so, I wonder if you realize that, you, that not alone unless your friend them with you, you wanna worry you and your friend them wanna recruit, or just a bunch of bullets, that that the truth, see man are easy and I make a better life, so you're not the dark, I get in a better light, see me work shine bright, positive a highlight, me not Show me that, show me love, show me, show me love, show me that, show me love, show me, show me love, wobble on it, wobble up, wobble, wobble up, wobble on it, wobble up, wobble, wobble up, wobble on it, wobble up, wobble up, wobble up, wobble up, wobble
your honey till you drop that. Keep shit We getting money over here, no counterfeit. They say I'm too real, flow stay too lit. All in it, wanna do is fuck with a real bitch. Say like keep it a hundred if you fuck with me. Just keep it a hundred if you wanna roll with me. I'm from the south side, better yet the east side. All my drama know me from the motherfucking west side. Me broke, I can never be eight. My haters say I'm gonna fail, no way. They say I'm stopping at the top, no way. No way. They call me Monet for a reason. I do it all for a reason, and this one for the season. I said this one for the season. Yeah, we gonna do it like this right here, yeah. We get the feeling of cups of rimming and Pepsi is nothing. Live it up like it's nothing. We only keep it a hundred. You say you wanna be something, baby, keep it a hundred. Run it, but baby, don't cuff it, rub it, or ride. I love it. I I'm 
I give you money on time. If your body's on mine, baby, come in online. She says she got money too. Simple. 
type of love more than physical. When the king get a queen, he invincible. Fought the system every level, it was critical. Fought the fair state, civil and municipal. Even then, through computers, I was kissing you. Remember through the computer, I would visit you. Daydreaming bottles, bottles in your living room. Doing push-ups, cause I know you about to visit soon. I'm from the six, I grew up in the worst trap. I'm way too rich, baby, to fall for a thirst trap. Plus, I know the grass ain't greener on the other side. Cause my house so big, I rarely see the other side. Be the one, she ain't the only one. Nope. I got a bop in the trap, got a bop on my lap. Yeah. 
I'm a dog, but I don't gotta chase the cat. Nah. They pull a wine mat, get the Addy from their friends. Yeah. I don't keep loose, changing on top, loose ends. If a n won't beef, if a won't beef, we put it on the grill, so that to the street. She call me Young Beckham, cause I go deep. I live by the beat, I'ma kill what I eat. Ay. If you're a real one, light it up. Light it up. You're a real one, go and light it up. Light it up. It's your birthday, go and light it up. I'm drunk and I'm throwing middle fingers up. Shorty, go and light it up. If you're a real one, go and light it up. It's your birthday, light it up. If you're a real one, go and light it up. Light it up. She can get it running over to me. She heard about me and she know I'm a freak. She can tie running over me. Girl, you know ain't no controlling me. Close your mouth. Say this. Uh, boss, that don't see you can't no more. 
know who she called when she flew into town. She told me she would never f with me. Look at her now. Got the Lambo sitting low, bitch, scraping the ground. And my diamonds so loud, but guess sing like a deal. Got your hook on the cell, think I'm pimping for real. And these love me, cause I ain't kissing the tail. If I ever make a wish, I ain't wishing them well. Told your soul for some clout, you ain't never gonna sell. T raw, prevail, culling that seashell. Big ice on my cross, devil got no chill. We've been for, for a year, I ain't even in my fields. I've been balling 10 years, you ain't even on the field. Die Frau zieht sich aus, ja, ihr Blick ist versaut. Der Shampoo aufs Haus, ja, die Fans rasten aus. Tag wird zur Nacht, komm ich geb dir ein aus Wie im Traum Bis 14 Uhr wach, danach Session im Rausch Wie im Traum Ea, Ea, Bella, Bella Häng ab, genieße das Wetter, Wetter Guck mein Outfit, ich bin kein Setter, Setter Mach dieses Jahr nur noch Bretter, Bretter Im Lamborghini bis Santorini Ich hab kein Plan, wohin Trink den Jackie, brauch kein Martini Hol deine Freundin Kein Plan, wohin es mich treibt Und wirk real, aber ist mir egal Ja, ich schwebe mal, meine Träume sind wahr Die Frau zieht sich aus, ja, ihr Blick ist versaut Der Shampoo's aufs Haus, ja, die Fans rasten aus Der Tag wird zur Nacht, komm, ich geb dir ein Aus Bis 14 Uhr wach, danach Session im Rausch Die Frau zieht sich aus, ja ihr Blick ist versaut Der Shampoo ist aufs Haus, ja die Fans rasten aus Der Tag wird zur Nacht, komm ich geb dir ein Aus Bis 14 Uhr wach, danach Session im Rausch Something epic is about to happen. Shut up and listen. Team Jerk, Jerk, Jerk in the building. Ill Neil, zero to one hundred. Don't try Baby, just hold me close Oh, yeah I'ma be calling you When is the time in need? Don't try to rock the floor Oh, yeah, yeah 
temperatures hold me close. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'ma be calling you when it's a coming. I'll be loyal to you, 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 you. If you were loyal to me, I'll be loyal to you, 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 you. On Facebook and Twitter at DJ Il Neal. On Instagram at Il Neal.
on Facebook and Twitter at DJ Il Neal on Instagram at Il Neal. It don't take much, a little affection, and some of your time. That's all that I'm asking for. Feels like this dream will never come true. I just want somebody who know how to listen and give me attention. Who won't bring my heart? Good intentions I ain't hard to please. I don't need a lot. Just show me that you care. Can you be there when I need you most? And when I say I don't. My name's Neil. My name's Neil. Make me feel secure forever. I just need someone to love me when it's hard to. I can trust with all my issues. Someone who is patient and consistent. I need good sex and commitment from somebody loyal, understanding, who won't change up to get better. All my feelings, I need good sex and commitment. Team Jerk, Jerk, Jerk in the building. What up, what up, what up, y'all? This is Miss 5678, and this is the Dope DJ's edition on the Dancers Report podcast. I'm Miss 5678, and I got the incredible, the awesome DJ Ill now. What up, what up? What's going on? What's going on, Miss Lady? What's going on? Man, it's been a very long time. So for everybody who's tuning in um, and doesn't know or does know, and you hear me talking about the infamous DJ Ill now, this is the gentleman, this is the guy, this is the king. Um, He is (laughs) one of the reasons why I had a platform you know, what, almost 10 years ago, maybe eight years ago, for the Dancers Report. Yeah, because Amiya's 12, and your babies, they're grown. I seen them, I seen one of your daughters, you know what I mean? So They'll they'll be 21 tomorrow. I cannot believe that. Uh, (laughs) First of all, let me just tell you, Neil got a set of twins, and they are drop-dead gorgeous. And don't be trying to holler at them, they're very busy. (laughs) <laughs> right, and, and right, and, and then where there's where there's a set of kids, a set of twins, there's a father tailing behind. Um, man, I'm 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 super excited because um, you know it's like you're the mystery man that people you know uh, hear about when it comes to the birth of the 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 you know the dancers report. So now they get to hear you, and um, I'm excited because I get to talk candid with. One of my one of my favorite DJs in Boston, who I think has such a um, you know intricate ear for music, and he's a lover of music and knows like I could spend hours uh, just listening to him DJ because he's that good and he could he can keep my attention uh, a dancer's attention span for long. You know what I mean? So um, and which is why he's you know successful at what he does. So um, I appreciate that. You're very welcome. Well, let me get started on our our, our actual mood check-in. Everybody, you guys tuning in, all the listeners, you guys know we do a daily mood check-in. And if you haven't already checked in, you could check in too. Um, it's one thing that made you happy, one thing that made you mad, sad, or bothered, or indifferent. And for me, um, one thing that made me happy and also sad in the same breath, um, the sad part is that, you know, I'm still sort of 
um, trying to process Nipsey Hussle's uh, passing, his transition, and homecoming, uh, homegoing, mm-hmm. um, and it, you know, it's 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 kind of it's bittersweet. You know, he's he has made such a change and turn um, in the way that people are thinking, especially um, you know our black community and our celebrity community, our successful uh, black. Uh, individuals and just our youth, our elders, everybody, and just in general, his entire city, the world is, you can tell this one is um, very bittersweet because if you didn't know him, you know him now. And if you did know him, you're going to miss him. You know what I mean? And um, just all the things that he, he, um, he meant and stood for. Uh, And I'll say yesterday was a tough moment because, um, Although we were, you know, watching everybody, millions of people were watching his uh, his homegoing service. You know, we were in the position of going, you know, you know, watching, crying. I think I laughed. I, you know, I just had all these different emotions, and and then I had to go teach. So my, I think my takeaway for it was um, God gave me a gift. And the people that support me and support my class or come to take class with me know there's a gift that they want and I it's to be shared. So I think that's the happy part about it. Um, but I am going to see, you know, I'd like I'd, I would have loved to see him grow to his, I mean, infinite, you know, potential and purpose. Um, but I think that his legacy is going to change the game. And if it hasn't already started. So he's planted so many seeds that are you know going to be in fruition and are going to blossom in, in a lot of different people. So, um, I think that's the good, you know, the greatest part about this. Um, um, so what, what was one thing that made you happy or one thing that made you mad, sad or bothered? Um, one of the things I'm glad that you touched on the whole Nipsey hustle, RIP net. Um, one of the things that was, um, inspirational for me, um, I just prior to us having, um, this interview, I was, um, just on Twitter and I tweeted, back um meek mills's um tweet and he was saying you know he was speaking about how inspirational nipsey was and Mm -hmm. like like he's like you know wtf because he's like yo you gotta you got obama writing you a letter you know like that's huge for us exactly um i i and it makes me reflect back on like one of the of course one of the things that i'm saddened about that whole situation is the fact that you know, not only did we lose a good brother, but we lost a good brother to another brother. And exactly. It's like we keep we we we're, we're still at the hands of our own demise. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of the troubling things about the whole situation. Um, and um, I also reflect back on the interview that they had with the well, um, Nipsey had with the Breakfast Club. Yeah. And um, Charlemagne had asked him the question about what did um. What did he think Kendrick Lamar meant in um in his verse on dedication, you know, the song with him and Nipsey? And um he said that um he was like, My man, my man, my man L said um you should do a song with Nip. And he said um that he's a better crit. Wow. You know? So and 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 I think now the world knows what, like, we don't have to ask that question. What right. did Kendrick mean? The world knows what he means. Because, you know, for some people, I know, uh, uh, especially a lot of the uh, females, because Nipsey's music was hard. So if you wasn't into hardcore hip hop, you might have not been checking for Nipsey, mm-hmm. right? 
Because mm-hmm. I, I think back when when Nipsey first stepped on the scene, uh, 2006, 2008, somewhere around that range, um, and he, he dropped um, Hustle in the House. And I'm like, yo, this is hard. You know, First of all, that's my jam. That's my jam. It's hard, right? Yes. It's just hard, right? So I'm like, who's this? Coming straight out of Slauson, right? Hard. So I'm listening to this joint, and I'm like, oh, this kid's tough. I mean, you know, like, um, you know, of course, there's been many conversations surrounding Nipsey's um, untimely demise. And um, one of the things was, like, you know, we're we're arguing in the barbershop, like, um, you know, because a lot of people was like, oh, Victory Lap is um his best work. And then some people was like, Crenshaw is his best work. Right. Marathon's his best right, work. Right, right, right. Yeah, Crenshaw's tough. That's one of my one of my top five out of his joints. So, you know, like if you've been following him and you know what it is with his music, the one thing that I, I, I respect from the gate. From the very first interview I ever seen this man speak or say anything, he was talking about investing in the community, yeah. buying real estate. Yep. Like you, he he had a purpose. He knew what he was gonna do, regardless of what his life may have been prior to him investing back in the community mm-hmm. and prior to what they ever they had to do to get to this point. Like you knew from the moment that you were introduced to this guy, this is what he was about. So, like. You know that's that's super dope. Like I, I think about some of the things that we've done mm-hmm. in in our community, and I'm like, we can only hope to do to get to that level. Exactly. You know, like that's crazy when you listen to it. Like you talking about STEM schools and yeah. businesses. The first and, smart store in the world. Hello. Oh man, you know, and hire, hiring people in your community that look like you that's that right. may not call for them. Plus one eight five seven. Now they can go home and feed their family. So you know, like you got to really look at um, what he did and what's going, the legacy that's going to be carried on. Mm-hmm. Um, one of, one of my young boys said to me the other day. He was like, you know something. He was like, now I understand how y'all felt when Park died. Yeah. And I, I'm looking at. Amia like, said the same thing yesterday. That he had the same impact. And I'm like, no, he didn't. He had an impact. Don't get me wrong. Because I don't want nobody to jump on me about Tupac. What I am saying is Tupac didn't get an opportunity to buy real estate. His money wasn't in the right space. So Exactly. And that's what I and that's what I said to the young boy. I was like, you know something? I was like, far as um notoriety, celebrity status, mm-hmm. Pac may have been a bigger celebrity far as notoriety and celebrity status. I was like, but far as contributions and what he did for the community and, and you know, where he was going with this, I was like, listen, Pac could only hope to reach what Nipsey was doing. That's right. I don't care who gets mad at it, but that's, it is what I it mean, is. I mean, it's like, true. It's true. I mean, we know that his money, if you watch the story on him, you read the book on him, he the the story the 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 the, the truth don't lie, <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. The truth is the truth. His money wasn't in a, in a in a position to do the things that Nipsey was doing. Um, he could have done that, but by the time he got a certain amount of money, it was going back into the music and then paying this person to pay that person and legal fees and all these different things. And I think. It goes back to a lot of things that we talk about here on the podcast. And if you see me, we bump into and we get into talking and wrapping up about life is about personal development. And, 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 Very true. and, and, and people, you know, I, I, I'm praying for 
the alleged because had he had a village, had he had some uh, a great mentor, had he had you know someone who's an account accountability partner helping him to grow or or wanting to grow because that's a lot that's a big step and that's a big um uh self awareness when you say I need to change this I not not you and me and. I need to change and somebody that's supporting you says, yo, I got you. And if somebody's thoughtful and they and they they invest with you or they they support you, they're going to find every resource when they come across it or even when they're looking for it to send to you that's going to help you with your journey, your process. And that's big. A lot of men are not doing that right now and that's what we need. Females too. I'm talking to y'all too. Because if we are not looking on social media for the attention, that's a void. There's a lack. So that means you got to do something within because you're looking for acceptance somewhere else. And I ain't going to lie. What, what, five, six years ago, maybe 10 years ago, or maybe even seven, eight years ago, I would be doing selfies and this and that and, and just, you know, really, really um, self-absorbed. And, and you have to, at one point you have to ask yourself, why do I keep having the same situations? Or why do I have the same scenarios that keep keep repeating? So for those who um who talk about the 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 the, the comparison of uh fame and, and and their legacy, they're not they're the same in the impact of people hurting and people going to miss and people um sort of idolizing uh Tupac and, and uh Nipsey Hussle. But in terms of what he left on paper and <laughs> in, in financials is different True. than than Tupac because Tupac left debt. He was it's, in debt. It's a major difference. Like a lot of people don't understand the the, the whole ordeal of, and I mean, like that's a whole nother conversation. Mm -hmm. um, you you got to keep in mind, Nipsey owned his music. He owned his publishing. That's right. He, you know, this was all prior to the deal with Atlantic. This was all prior to because he had other deals as well. People mm -hmm. don't know that Nipsey was one of the first people to sell mixed tapes for a hundred dollars yeah. per tape. That's right. Like, and 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 the bulk of his money. To be honest with you, if you had a conversation, if you ever had the opportunity to witness an interview when he talks about his business aspect, um, the bulk of his money didn't come from the music. Mm -hmm. The bulk of the money, more money the they generated more music, they generated more money from real estate yep. and the clothing line than anything. So, you know, it, it, it's all about investments, you know, and he was talking and, and I remember, I'm not sure what interview it was. He was talking about when he met um, another gentleman from L.A. who's like the one of the biggest uh, black realty owners, uh, developers in um, Los Angeles. And um, they were sort of like the Lakers game or something. So whatever game it was, it was a basketball game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they sit in there. And it might have been like halftime or whatever the case may be. You know, you, you, you nod when you see another brother and that's that. Right. And, but they didn't know each other. But then, um, you know, from there, you know, a couple beers later and, you know, halftime. And it's like, you nip, right? That's yeah, right. I'm, I'm, like, you're this person, right? And it's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And you, you have a com it's a conversation. And I was having a, a conversation just yesterday with an older gentleman that's one of my clients. And he was saying that. The problem with us as a people, like, we don't have that. We don't break conversations. That's like, right. When we see people that we don't know, we, we act like we can't say, what's up, man? 
Um, uh, introduce yourself. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, and I took that when he said it to me. I was like, you know what? I'm making it my business because I, 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 I'll admit I'm one of them people that like I don't know you. We ain't having the conversation. But now when I when I enter these places where there's people and they're networking and they're talking and stuff like that, I'm about to start introducing myself. What's up, man? I'm Neil. You know, That's like because right. that you never know who might be in that room that might be in the same business as you Yo. or can. <laughs> <laughs> to introduce you to somebody you know like that's how it happens like you know Ooh. Neil you got me have I got goosebumps on my right arm and my right leg that's crazy because you're Listen. you're saying stuff that like is so because I'm thinking about it in this respect like yo I ain't gonna lie um part of any of my success or any of my what I would say are my uh personal um you know, uh, triumphs has been from me networking and having personality, um, and talking and meeting people <clears throat> because <clears throat> some people, you know, are intimidated. And, and I, and I say all that to say, like, um, I think that sometimes we have, uh, um, a block and pride, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. We think that, no, you know, we don't have to speak and we don't have to, you know, open up and, you know, we're taught to be very like um, stoic in, in a sense. Right. But let me mm -hmm. tell you, I have walked in a room where I've had to disarm people because not physically disarm them, but because, you know, folks be li listening to this literally <clears throat> literal um, disarm people because. Their preconception of me is I think I'm bougie or I think I'm I got an or I uh, automatically off the rip just by the way that I look I got an attitude or um I'm mean or um you know I'm sassy or any of those or I'm or I'm cocky and and that's the total opposite you know what I'm saying and then when you, you know, when you get to know me I'm none of those things I mean I can have an attitude I could get a little spiffy and you know sassy or whatever but you know. Yeah. What's interesting about that is, like, like, again, we're our own worst enemy. Like, mm -hmm. we, we, and, and it comes due to our environment. But the, 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 the point that the gentleman and I was speaking to yesterday made was, like, we always, we, we notice, we're aware that we don't socialize, we don't network, and yep. we don't do the things that need to be done, you know, and you know, I made a joke. I was like, yeah, because, you know, back in the day, y'all used to walk around the street and it was like, hey, now, what's up now? You know, whatever it was that you said, you said it, you know, mm -hmm. and everybody knew everybody. It was different. That's right. Nowadays, I know that a lot of times we don't we don't socialize with other people due to the fact that, you know, the way our environment is now. Yeah. But I, I'm also aware that when I do, because, you know, I do a bunch of different things. You know, I got the barbershop. I do AV work. I do, you know, I got 27 jobs with one paycheck. That's the bad part. But Well, <laughs> but the, you know, is, listen, it's going to pay off. I know that for sure. But the, the one thing that I noticed, and I don't want to turn this into a race issue, but when I go to these places and there's these corporate businessmen, mm -hmm. the first thing that they do is, regardless of, how much how much they may generate the first thing that a that a white gentleman does when he walks into a a networking setting or a business setting is hey introduce himself um yeah uh, whatever he does um I'm, I'm the announcer for the night or I'm this or I'm whatever he is you know mm -hmm. and he's waiting for you to respond 
with who you are. That's you know? right. So, and, and, and that's 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 the icebreaker right there. That can be a deal breaker. Sometimes. I mean, that can change the game. You know, yeah. that, that that opens up a door that wasn't there previously. But it also goes also to like, um, you know, uh, the the company you keep. You know what I mean? True. And you got to be, you know, honestly, <clears throat> like we don't have a lot of time. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm just going to be blunt with it. We don't have a lot of time to mess around. Like, if you're not paying attention to what's going on, and I, I've said this on several different episodes on the podcast of, like, if you're not operating in purpose, you're running out of time. You you need to be trying to figure out what you're here to do and cultivate that and impact and share it. Because each one, each one teach one reach one each one teach one reach one and it's in that order seriously mm -hmm. you know what i mean and Very. i think like a lot of people you know they get distracted with all all of all of life and other things and not um what exactly they're here to do or what 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 makes you happy what makes you feel fulfilled i mean there's plenty of times where i i had interacted with with neil remember, do you remember me being like um working a um, corporate job um, I think at the time we were hush hush because we were working on the video game on the low and then mm -hmm. um, I was teaching classes. I was also a mom and, and on, on top of being a mom, my daughter was actively working in the, you know, modeling industry and stuff like that. So, you know, I wore many hats and um, <clears throat> at one point I realized I can't sneak around on my purpose anymore meaning like give it halfway or treat it as a hobby i had to go full speed with it and i haven't looked back since you know what i mean and sometimes you got to make that choice you got to be like you know what this it gives me the most fulfillment i'm able to impact i'm able to grow i'm able to do this and feel completely you know um content um not content with you know not growing beyond that but like i don't want to do if I'm not meant to be, you know, um, a, a, a carpenter and I have all these like, you know, attorney or law skill sets, then that's what I should be trying to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, not it, not doing it, a job also, that you don't love. It, it, thank you. I, I, I tell this to my kids all the time. Like, you know what? At first I was like, you know, because, you know, all, all, all three of my children are in college. Amazing, amazing. With the blessings of God. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, in the beginning, it was like, okay, what do you want to go to school for? You know, you, do you have an idea? Do you want to do the first uh, first year or two in liberal arts and then decide on a major from there? Like, what do you want to do? So my son, for instance, he was stuck on sports management. And that's dope. <laughs> and and my, thing, my thing was like, I was like, you know, at first, I was like, if that's what you want to do, because, you know, his mom was like, I don't know, sports management, like, that's kind of locking him to one field. And then I was like, if that's what you really want to do, that's where your heart is at, I was like, then guess what? You do that. That's right. right. I was like, just a suggestion to you, though. This was my thing, because we, where the, where the, the um, challenge came in was picking the right school, because some schools didn't offer sports management as a major oh, so wow. it and then you know we got to <clears throat> weighing out the finances and everything that it's going to take to make this uh college trip happen for him mm -hmm. so my suggestion to him was okay you want to go into sports management 
won't you go here to this school, which is cheaper? Mm-hmm. They don't offer sports management, but you can go here and take business management. That's right. Which has the same requirements as sports management. Mm-hmm. I was like, and take all your academic classes, get those out the way. That's right. Right. I was like, then if you want to transfer to a school that has sports management, do that. So here we are now. Next year, he'll be a senior, God willing. Hey. And, um, he's like, you know. He was going to transfer. So we got to have this conversation again. Now, this time I'm like, you know, what's this with this transfer? He was like, you know, um, well, it'll cost me this much more to go to this school. They have sports management. But he was like, you know, here, I'll be a senior graduating with my bachelor's next, next year. You know, he was like, I only got a few classes to take left. He was like, so... I've decided to not transfer there and go ahead and continue here in business management and get my degree. Right. So I was like, okay, you're thinking now. I was like, let me throw something else at you. He could go intern at a sports something or another. No, what I my suggestion to him was exactly go ahead, finish your degree there. Right. Yeah. Then go for your master's in sports management. Now you have. A bachelor's in business management. Yes. You got a master's in sports management. I was like, because you can do that with a bachelor's in business management. Had you did it the opposite way, I was like, you wouldn't have been able to do that. So, you know, that's what the plan is right now. Yo, but you know what's so crazy is like, you know, there's so many, there's so many, I I get so many different ideas on how to sort of, because some people don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't know where their resources are. They don't know where to start. So in knowing that, that makes me, that makes my, my clocks, you know, turn. And I'm like, yo, there should, I should create a program for the how to, you know what I mean? Don't be mm-hmm. stealing my idea, y'all. Cause y'all know y'all do that. <laughs> but like, and, 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 and that would sort of get someone prepared to go out and, you know, go to the, go now, I, now I move on to where I need to be. Just like a prep course, because we don't have those things. Like, like not, not for nothing, like, I, I t- I've, I've told this story like a thousand times about um, what I wanted to do um, for a living. And my, I will never forget it, we, we were stationed in England. My dad asked, you know, he said, I'm going to take you guys to this game. And so we went to this football game, and I see the cheerleaders. I've never seen a cheerleader a day in my life. Now, mind you, mm-hmm. they have black cheerleaders, white, white cheerleaders, uh, Asian cheerleaders, Latina cheerleaders. Like, and it was just so cool to see, you know, all these different women that are cheerleaders, and they're put together. They got the uniform. Like, it was so cool to see. And I was like, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life, Daddy. I, that's what I want to do. And to this mm-hmm. day... That's what I am in real life. Like I, I went as I went, you know, far in cheerleading, you know, awards, all that stuff. But like when I look at in re- retrospect, and I really like look at me myself, I say, yo, I, I am a cheerleader. I support. I inspire. I always, you know, and 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 development. That's what you do. It's like you get the crowd ready. You get the people ready. You get your your team riled up and prepared and in a, in a joyful state. And even through dance, it's the same thing. Like when I'm teaching, it's like a fulfillment. I cannot, I can't even describe it. When someone says to me and they come to my class and they never dance a day in their life, this is my first day. I don't know how to dance. Take it easy. 
And I'm like, you going to dance today? You know what I mean? And when they mm-hmm. leave there and they told me, oh, my God, this was fun. I was looking for something like this and I'm glad I came, da, 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 all those things. Um, it's such a rewarding feeling. Like, And I say all that to say, like, and I love that. I would not go back to a corporate job knowing that this is the type of job that I'm I'm good at and I'm gifted in in all of it. You know what I mean? Like I just wouldn't go back into uh, being a person on a, a phone rep for a, a transfer agent. I just wouldn't do it because it's not productive. I'm sitting on my hands, AKA sitting on my gift and your gift is to be shared. So that's why like you're talking, you know, real facts in terms of like having the right tools and having the right people around you and like, what if, what if your son didn't have that? What if you didn't have that information to share with him? You had to get to that point where you could share valuable information to him and steer his neck. You know what I mean? And the funny thing is getting, getting there has been the process. Like, you know, it's been for, it's for, it's been 42 years on this planet out of 42 years, you know, I had to ask myself a bunch of different questions many different times. Like every time we come to this realm of having a conversation, especially now that my children are getting older, you know, like just the just the things that they'll come and ask. You know, it's different than when they were younger. Like, you know, this the simple things. Can I do this? Can I do that? No, no, no. Now it's more of a you're going to do what you want to do. But you're 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 seeking advice for me now. So it's more it's more, it's it's beyond the father daughter or father son conversation. Mm-hmm. Now it's the you know what? I'm coming to you for advice as a mentor. Why? Why? What happened to you? at this point in life when you had to make this decision you know like i look at my my life i've been to school i've i've, I've been to trade school mm-hmm. i've um I've, I've i've done a lot of things i've traveled the world i've mm-hmm. dj'd for some of the biggest names in the game well some that's what we're gonna talk about game. today so everybody you know, knows <laughs> <laughs> like I, i've done a lot i've been on a lot of uh, different radio stations mm-hmm. and like it's it's all crazy but it all brings me back to one thing that when I had a conversation with one of my children and, mm-hmm. you know, they was like, well, why do you continue to do this? For mm-hmm. instance, one of my kids asked me, was like, um, when are you going to stop DJing? Man. I was like, never. Right. Never. I like, better not. I'll be so dead. I'll be upset. I ain't going to lie. I'll be upset. I'll, I'll make a joke with them like I'm retiring. I'm tired. Like no, the game's not the same no more. I can't do it, right? Because they know, like my my kids can look at me now, and like we could be listening to someone else DJ, or we could be listening to the radio or a mixtape or whatever it is, and they're looking at my facial expressions, and it's like, what is dad thinking? I'm thinking, <laughs> I, like I'm 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 thinking either this dude's nice. Or I might be thinking like this dude is garbage, you know. Or I might be, like, <laughs> and, and, and I'm open to, I'm open to like, don't get me wrong, I'm open to technology and the new ways of doing things. Like I'm, I'm, I'm on top of it. Like so now, now, um, like for instance, one of my daughters, she wants to DJ. I'm oh like, oh my sure god, that'd be so that? dope. So she calls me and she's like, you know, um. What's up with this? Um, do I need to get this? And I'm like, mm, stay away from that. You want to do this? So then I'm like, you know what? Matter of fact, before you do any of that, you need to learn the basics. That's the right. The basics is, I was like, you need to learn how what, what what it is. I was like, the one thing that you never want to do is lock yourself into a situation where 
you can't work with something. I was like, there's yeah. not a piece of equipment on this planet that I have yet not learned how to manipulate my way. I, don't get me wrong. I still have my preferences. Yeah, yeah. But if you get it's in a situation error. where, you know, you know, something's not working, you want to be able to adapt. That's right. So uh, it, it's a lot of things like, and, you know, um, I was listening to an interview with one of my favorite DJs um, some years ago, uh, DJ Scratch. Hey. And he said something that's always stuck with me. And the next time I see him, I was like, I seen him one time. We was at the um, um, one of the old school hip hop shows out at Foxwoods. And um, we was getting something to eat. And he was in the restaurant. I was in the restaurant. I was like, yo, I always remember what you said. And he was like, I said a lot of things. What I say? And I'm like, yo, you said who? I got to watch my language. But he said, who in the put an age limit on hip hop? And it always stuck with me what he said because it was like, whoa, wait a minute. Because if you look at one thing I respect about the South opposed to the North we're trying, we're now getting the East Coast, West Coast type thing. We're now starting to do it. But if you look at the South, right, one thing that their artists always did, they always paid homage to those that came before them. That's right. Right? We didn't necessarily do that in the North. Like, we didn't mm. do that up East Coast, New York, and so forth. Like, we're starting to do it now, but you didn't hear a record with... uh with a with a um let's see like a tribute you didn't hear not, not even so much a tribute um you didn't hear um a record with the a, a a method man and uh ASAP Rocky there's one now but that, <laughs> before that there, you didn't hear that you know yeah. like you, you, you didn't hear a a a, a Nas in a um a J. Cole. There's one now. Yeah. But prior to that, like you didn't hear that. Like it, it this all just started happening yeah. in the last few years. I mean the prior collaborations that, but, the collaborations are I think they're creatively they're a must. If you're an artist out here and you you know, you want to expand on your network, expand on your artistry, expand on your audience, you mm -hmm. you do need to do collaborations, you know? You like, you'd like, want for to instance, you, you heard a Nas in a slick Rick, yeah, right? yeah. What you didn't hear, but in, in, in if you went down south, you would hear a um a, a artist in a in a in a um in a in 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 a outcast in a in 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 a Scarface or yep. someone in that nature. But um, you know, you didn't um, it it just wasn't happening. Like, yeah, I'm not, I don't know why. I don't know why. But it just wasn't happening. Well, I mean, um, uh, but you know what? What the coolest thing is now is that people are more aware of. And you know what's what people are acknowledging more so than ever is that there's something missing in the industry. And it's and it's nostalgia. 
And, and, and no, I want nobody to quote me on this because somebody probably is going to be like, well, there is a record with this person, there is a record with that. That's not the point I'm trying to make. The point <laughs> I'm trying to make is, the point I'm trying to make is like, yeah, now there is. But prior to that, we weren't paying that homage. Yeah. Like we weren't, it, it wasn't happening. It was happening on the West Coast. It was happening down, down south. south yeah. But it wasn't happening on the East. It just wasn't happening. And, and lately it has been so i'm, I'm glad for that right. so there's a lot of things that we need to address within um the hip-hop community um far as the culture far as the music far as everything like this there's, there's a there's there's a lot that needs to be addressed and we um, have a lot of power you know what i mean we do that you know we have a lot of power we have a lot of um influence and I think people forget that. Yeah, know? we we definitely do. Like, and, you know, and, and, and even with the, the, the DJ culture is a lot. There's a lot of like there's cats that don't understand. Like, it's not that like I like to see the new generation. I love I love what they're doing. You know, um, everyone's not into the like I came up in the era of cutting and scratching. That's what it was. Yeah. So. Um, you know, then, then the blend, the blend era came and the, you know, well, the blend era was there, but it became even deeper. Like, you know, then the, the blending of records with the acapellas and the beat to a different beat or taking an R and B joint and putting on a hip hop beat. And, you know, um, it's so much like, there's so much that needs to be addressed. And like, I need people to understand, like, so now when you see, the new generation and what they're doing, it's like, okay, that's dope, but don't forget about this. That's Take right. Take this to the next level. That's right. Know? I mean, like, don't, like, hey, no, no, no lie, Neil, that, I mean, dance, the dance world is not off from there. That's not too, we don't fall too, for, too far from that too, because uh, there are dancers that are up and coming and new that don't know some of the veteran dancers that are either here or have left and come back. Or, or, you know, they don't have a clue who these dancers are. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. and, and they don't know what they've done. So, so they don't respect them until they see somebody else respect them. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, it's very true. Let, let me get into this question because I really want people to understand, uh, you know, you. Um, okay. who, who is DJ Il Nil? You know, who, how did you become DJ Il Nil? Okay, so... DJ L. Neal, born in the late 70s, young kid, Roxbury to the heart. Um, I have two older brothers that were into the art of DJing. Hey. Both of them still play around a little bit too, but they know what it is. I wrecked them now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I said it. <laughs> but, but um, um wow. I, have a, I have a sister that's into the art of DJing too, so it was it was there. Dang, um, everybody 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 had this because you know it became it, it's funny. So let me my my brother Patrick was the one that got me into DJing. My brother Charles DJs as well. Mm-hmm. And um, my sister Steph, she ventures in DJing as well. Mm-hmm. But my brother Patrick was the one that got me into DJing. Now, what was interesting back then, we moved from the South End um, 
over on Canard Street. Shout out to everybody from Canard Street. Hey. Um, I moved to Normandy, which happened to be in Grove in the Grove Hall area. I look out my window. There was Castlegate. Mm. Now, for anyone who knows their history, far as Boston's concerned, um, and I, I need everybody to pay attention to what I'm saying because I'm about to drop some history on you. Okay. Right. So, it was this kid who actually is one of my business partners right now by the name of Def Jeff back then. But now he goes by Jeff two times. Hey, shout which out to happens two times. to be two times and my brother, they still like best of friends, you know? Yeah. So um <clears throat> two times was that guy then. You know what I'm saying? He's still that dude. Yeah. This kid was nice, right? Um, and I'm, I got a bunch of DJs that I was surrounded by from the, the Reese Cuts to the Jeff Two Times to the Nestle Quicks yes. to the, um, the Ant Greens. Like, anybody who know their history in Boston, like, you know, these was these dudes. You Like, you had to, you had to, you had to G-Clefs who was on a blink game. Oh, you, my you God. To, Shout out to D-Clef. Like, oh, my God. Like. Like this is this is Boston history. You had your Wallace T's, you had your your devastations, and your shout out to Dev. Yeah. Like these was dudes that was doing it when I'm coming up as a kid. Like, and when I say doing it, like coming out to block parties, rocking. Right. right? So now, Dev Jeff and my brother is men's. So I'm the young kid that's running in the sessions when they practicing in the crib. Right. Mm-hmm. My house was the house where you had the red light, blue light parties. What? Okay? So, <laughs> oh, my God. I remember so, that. <laughs> as a young kid who started off just being surrounded by the culture. Yeah, I used to dance. I used to dance at one okay, point. Okay, then. Get okay, Neil. <laughs> um, you know, back then it was the breaking era, so I used to pop and lock and break dance too. I was the kid on the on on the cardboard doing the windmill. Oh my god, I would pay head, to see this. I would pay but to see this. <laughs> when I seen when I when I see, when I was busting to these sessions where they were practicing and seeing them DJing, everything went out the window. I was like, I want to do that. Right. So they start let me rock. Oh. By the time I was six, we're talking about a kid being six years old. I was the little chubby kid on Castigate with the glasses on, rocking the block parties, cutting good times up like it was yesterday. You know what That's saying? crazy. So like it, you know, like a lot of people are like this is all and and, and and if you if if you you run into my brother, he lives in Florida now, you know. He might still have some old VHS videos of me getting it in. You know, the power's running out of Miss Mildred's window and um oh my God. The crates out there and <laughs> we going in. Like, you know, and that's that was that was the beginning. So um probably a year later, by the time I was seven, we moved back to Roxbury. Um Rest his soul. Um Wes, Wes McDougal. Wait, why do DJ I know that name? In my area. Wes McDougal, old school Wes. Um, you know, he passed away in like 80, 88, 89, somewhere around there. But, um, wow. yeah, so Wes was the dude down there. Um, 
Shout out to Blueprint, MC Spice, um, you know. Oh, my God, MC Spice. Like, so, so <laughs> like, anybody know that Boston history know what I'm talking about. I do, because you, you, said, you said Spice, and I think I have, like, a, I mean, I, I threw it out by now, but I think I had, like, an old flyer, like an old so, thing with Spice. MC Spice was one of the first artists in Boston to get signed, the first rap artist mm-hmm. to get signed in Boston to, um, I think, I want to say it was Atlantic at the time, and he had a single, uh, Don't Treat Your Girly Like a Dog, 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 yep. and that was that, right? And this is prior to RSO coming with The Greatest Show on Earth, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, um, shout out to Disco P who taught me how to pop. Like, like, so, like, it's a, it's, there's a lot of history here. Like, I don't want to forget nobody because it's, it's, it's a lot of things. Like, so I moved down here, um, back in Roxbury in an area that they call Tombstone, Forest Street, Mount Pleasant, OP, that whole area like that. So that's, you know, I'm there. And, um, you know, here I go again. Little Snotty Nose Kid. Uh, Wes is in the back of the church, back of St. Patrick's Church, cutting it up. And I'm um, like, Yo, I can do that. He was like, yeah, right, little man. I was like, let me rock. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say it was Spice that was like, let him rock. Why did they do that? It's like, okay, this he got something with him. So from there, you know, it went to... <clears throat> um. You know, getting older, growing up in Roxbury, seeing what it was, um, you know, back in the late 80s, early 90s, there was that was the big dance era for Boston, period. Um, all the talent shows from the Lee School to um, what is now backstage at Faneuil Hall. Um, you had all the different cliques. You had the Woda, Hilltop Boys. Um, Young Nation, um, the list goes on. Um, I linked up with a brother by the name of um, Kerry Singleton. Kerry Singleton had uh, Shadow Jam Entertainment. So there was uh, UMF back then. Yeah. I remember her. um, Wait, that was a lady, right? Yeah, Cindy Diggs. No, no, no. Terry Singleton. No, Kerry Singleton's a, a guy. He okay. um he actually he he's in, he lives in New York now. He's still yeah. But why do I know into, that name? Um, was it him and you know Cindy? Kerry, yeah, he used to do a lot of stuff with Cindy. Back yeah, because I remember I remember um, that name. So um yeah we had a um we had a group back then um me um my cousin Dante um John Moses um my man um <laughs> who else was in there um. I can't, I can't forget um, T, T, um, Terrence. Um, so, yeah, we had our group, Good to the Last Drop. We ran around town doing all types of talent shows. That's um, dope, From dope. the Y to, to everywhere, everywhere. We was around everywhere doing this. And um, there was a lot of groups um, that came out of Shadow Jam from um, groups, DJs, um Justin Time came out of there. Um, DJ Justin Time, shout out to him. Um, uh, Be legit. Who um, 
<laughs> this dude gonna run up for me. I know he's gonna be like, "Yo, word, yeah, I'm talking about you, L, the you know, Roxbury son. Yeah, I'm talking about L, the tallest kid and be legit. Yep. Um, it was a, it was a lot. Like, um, you know, so it, there was a lot of groups, a lot of different things. Um, Spice went on to write. Uh, records for Marky Mark at the time, Mark Wahlberg or Yay, whatever y'all want to call him. Um, uh, some of the groups end up working with Maurice Starr. I, I, I can't forget because uh, New Edition was in that circle at the time. Um, That's dope. Um, so you were able to see think. like their beginning. Definitely seen the beginning. Um, I I remember it, I remember being at the bus stop on our way to school. And um, Ralph coming out with his bodyguard and his girlfriend at the time, and you know, like a bad moment. But you know, he's like, "Ah, oh, man!" Like, but you see him, and it's like Ralph. He's like, "Hey, what's up, y'all?" You know, what I'm saying like, it, it it was a lot. You know, what I'm saying, and I'm forgetting a lot of people. Like, you know, shout out to my man Big Mo. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> but we know him as man. Then I can't even think of their group at the time. Him, um. Shiz and all, all the rest of Dooney and yeah, I mean like there's so much history here. But um back to how we get to this point. Um from there, um my connection with a certain artist from here that I've been dealing with since we were kids happened to be Mass Pike Miles. Hey. Who at the time was Miles from Perfect Gentleman. Okay. And um Miles used to sing lead for Perfect Gentleman back then. Um, you know, me and Marky was big kids. So we used to get in the clubs because they used to swear that we was older than we were, but little do they know we were probably maybe a year older than Mar- than Miles was. Oh my so, god. Yeah, like it, it, it's a lot. Like so we used to be in the S. Shout out to Marky. And, yeah, because yep. I've been I've been chatting it up with him um recently. Uh we he has he has a couple projects popping going. Yeah, he got a couple projects popping. So shout out to Marky, man. Shout out to Miles yep. too, man. Mass Pike yep. Miles. So then from there, you know, um, of course, like I've always been into the DJing, so you know, but life was happening, you know, you you're a kid, you're growing up, you're learning different things. But somehow, some way, we always result back to DJing then it mm. went into the beat making and you know now we're playing with NPCs now we're getting a little bit of money and oh, now man. you know NPCs? you're investing in what you like and we're doing different things so then um of course from there you know um different groups are being formed the rushes are being formed the um the life for lights are being formed yep. the you know like killing Killing yeah. Phil. Uh, man, listen, it's so many. Like I, I, like I said, I'm going to forget some people. You know, mm-hmm. um, far as far as Jeff's concerned, like he's running across the world now. You know, um, RSO is getting getting to the made men stage and the um, wise guy stage. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to get to where we at. Um, by this time. Um, let me see. Did you already did did you already get your name? Did somebody already brand you or like you already I, said I didn't become ill nil until late let me see. 
I didn't become ill nil till around two thousand and three. Really? Actually. Yeah. I'd have thought um, that that was sooner. What was your first name? It's so uh, um I, I was Nizzy back then. You know, saying everybody knew me. Niz, 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 Niz. So oh, it used wow. to be DJ Nizzy. So and, and how could I forget the um prior to that? You know, like so yeah, through high school and all that stuff, we did the parties. Um, let me think. Let me back up a little bit. Um, high school, high school. I wasn't really DJing. I was more just being a kid um, mm. and doing all the other wild stuff that most of us was in to in Roxbury. But we ain't gonna get into that because that story's not worth telling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or or get in trouble. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> so we um, there was a crew by um, BIC. Boston inner city, Boston inner city, yeah, Boston inner city, BIC, um, which was Roy and Harold at the time. Um, Roy and Harold, um, they were, they was doing like all the high school parties at the time. So then there was a kid. <laughs> don't get mad. I'm telling my truth, and this is my truth. So <laughs> there was a kid. Um, there was a crew called the underground the underground had a kid the underground was a couple kids you know djing whatever the case may be into the culture you know just a crew of dudes that hung with each other but um there was a particular kid amongst them by the name of baby ranks who we now know as drew nice um, oh <laughs> yeah, Drew. I said it like you know. You, you, you should you get mad if it's five, six, seven, eight because you know. <laughs> all this Wait, truth. first of all, like, he's supposed to be on the podcast, and I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear yeah, it. So, so yeah, Drew Nice's original name was Baby Ranks. He was he was into the reggae thing. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we used to rent speakers and stuff like that, and um, he used to do all the little parties. So. I was at Madison. Me, 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 and um, Roy were going to Madison at the time. Harold and Drew were going to Westie at the time. Mm. Um, let me think. Who else was DJing at that time? Um, I can't forget about um, my other big head partner, who I ended up doing radio with for a month of years, and we still rock with each other. And He's a nerd, so he was going to Latin (laughs) by the name of Val Hyman. Yeah. Oh, Val Val Beats. Oh. So, um, like the 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 DJ circle was it was small back then, but you know you 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 had to know who was who. Like, um, I I I I can't forget, um. The other big head kid, he gonna get mad at this too. But so what? I'm speaking my truth. That used to work at um a record store by the name of Spin City, and he later on ended up owning the record store, um what was known as Funky Fresh. Oh yes. Um, which was Scratchy sus- he used to scratch with his toes. Yeah. The toe jammer. The toe jammer. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Rusty. <laughs> and what was what was their crew? Um, native, native. I want to say Native Sons was their crew, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, 
Um, of course, there was TDS Mob. There was like I'm, I'm jumping around. I'm going back from the late '80s, early '90s, late '80s, early '90s. But because the reason I'm jumping back and forth because I'm trying to remember all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many people that was involved. But um, so then. You know, there was no computers then. You had to get your music. You had to spend a lot of money in Tower Records, Funky Fresh. Yep. Um, um, Nubian Notion, um, Biscuit Head Records. Oh, my God. I I miss them. um, Bruno and... Yeah. Millions. I can't remember. I can't forget all of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, so there was a, there was a huge... There was a huge scene, but it was a small circle as far as the people who were doing what they were doing on the DJ scene. Um, I can't forget. uh, um, And he makes me mad at times. Yeah, I said it. I can't forget (laughs) Junior Rodigan. Oh, my God. um, I love Junior Rodigan. you know, in the other record stores that you had to go to to get your get your reggae, whether it was the Beehive, whether it was the Taurus Records, um, you know, I can't forget Luther, Crystal Movement. Um, yeah, it, it was a lot. So the scene was back then. You had the Skycap, you had Blue Moon, you had Three C's, you had K's, you had um. What what was the club? You, what was the club that was over there by Harrison Ave, by the where the U-Haul was? What was that club over there? Gallery, um, that was the gallery. Um, that used to be because I snuck in there. Definitely snuck in there twice. That used to be Terrell Calloway's club. Yeah, I sure enough gallery. did. Yep, that was. And, um, you're right about that. No, no, it was uh, Toya Toya Carney's father. Toya Carney. Her um her her father used to run the club down there on Harrison Ave, and then he used to run the one downtown by high voltage. Why wow. you said Harrison Ave? Are you sure you're not Mass Ave? Well, Mass Ave. it is Mass Ave. You're right, Mass Ave, Mass Ave. Mass Ave by by the by the U-Haul. Where the U-Haul's at? Right, yeah, right, right next door, right before yeah, you get so to the U-Haul. Was, that was the gallery, but they changed it to it was the gallery. Then it was the Paramount. Paramount. And it was something else. But um, but before before it became the Paramount, it was the gallery. Okay, so the Paramount is when I went there. And I remember, um, I I don't know how I snuck in there. I don't think Big Dave was at the door at that time. But I know I Mm -hmm. snuck in there with my mom. Big Dave. (laughs) Yeah, Big Dave. Big shout out to Big Dave because he used to get me in everything. He kind of used to just... He, he, he knew I was too young to be in these clubs, but he just waved But you me know off. what? Ahead, I didn't drink. So, listen, I wasn't a drinker. So, he knew I, he wasn't going to get, I wasn't going to be in no trouble. You know what so I'm saying? There was, there was a lot of, it, so the gallery, one of the biggest nights at the gallery was a funky jeans night. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I want to ask my man standing right here across from me. I want to ask him so bad, but if I open up this door, you're gonna hear all types of noise. So I'm not gonna do it. But because uh, we always, we always be like, "Yo, funky jeans night." He's like, That's what I mean. "Like y'all have all these reunions, but y'all don't hit funky jeans night." Right? Okay, so, so Neil, you heard it. Yep. I was gonna. I was just about to ask you, but you already said he asked. He already said y'all do y'all these reunions. Can you do that? 
he asked you know what it's funny because i was talking to another promoter about it and he was like yo um well promoter clap slash club owner um and i was about to get in touch about to touch on him as well because all these guys was in this circle like it, it and I'm, i know i'm forgetting somebody if i forget you because we do all was, the 90s we do adidas versus nike we did adidas itself I mean, nobody did a fanny pack night. I did it for my birthday, but nobody. <laughs> but I was the only one that showed up with a fanny pack, so never mind. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, it's not that big of a deal with the fanny pack. But we don't have no funky jeans. Remember the jeans that had the the patches in it and all of that. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like nobody's doing that. What's up, Neil? Cultivate that. You, curate you know that. Let, let's get it done. Let's get it done. I mean, I and, and and. I know the summer's going to come up. Ain't nobody going to want to wear jeans. So what we could do is do it by the fall so that yeah. you have to wear jeans because it ain't warm outside. You, and you, you, I mean, if we're going to do that, we can't forget about Narcissus. We can't forget about the Bermuda Triangle. We can't forget because these was the clubs that was popping. Um, Yo, when you said Narcissus, I remember that. Narcissus was a movie. Narcissus, I mean, like, I mean, there was other clubs too. There was the Nine. There was not, which was Nine Lands Down. Yeah. Um, there was um before Axis and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Axis was around. Around Bill's Bar was around. Um, but they weren't Bar. popping like that. That club. Pop, nah, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Like, in these places is all. Um, some had 18 plus nights. Um, some was 21 overnights. But either way, we was definitely too young to get in them. Exactly, because um, the I wasn't was... even 18 yet going to the college parties. You hear me? What? Yes, exactly. The college parties was the scene for us. Cause, Yo. I mean, as we was coming up, you you know, that was that era. When we first went to college, before we went to college, when we were still in high school, yep. you was going to college parties. Yo, I was going chance. to Harvard, Wellesley, Northeastern used to be popping. Um, MIT, MIT with Chocolate <laughs> City, um, oh, um, Bentley, Bentley, um, yep. um, uh, uh, BU is I. But I'm listen, never... you know when you this is when you knew you you party too much at the college parties because the one I think we took we took a break. We went to um the this is where we at, had to we had no choice but to take a break, and we went to this college party that was um a northeastern party. But mm -hmm. they had it over there next to Slade's in one of them apartments. Oh, at, a, at, at, at an apartment. Yep. Okay. Yo, let me just tell you something. We Can't forget about it. Um, Estelle's. My mother used to go in there. That's how I, used to, that's how I knew about it. Um, and my mother's not, she wasn't reckless. Let me just tell y'all, she was selective, not reckless. Um, um, at this college party particularly, we went in there, yo, the music was, it was lit. It was dope. And then next thing you know, we start smelling like, um, you know, like some sort of like smoke, but it ain't like regular smoke. It ain't cigarette smoke. It ain't weed smoke. It was some other type of smoke. And then we realized like, that's crack. <laughs> oh Lord. Yo, we were out. You understand? But we were that like, and it was, I, I don't know if it was the people upstairs that was getting high but we it would we could definitely smell it downstairs. So I was like, yo, I can, this is not even this ain't it. So we were like, yeah, we're not going to any more northeastern parties over here. You know what I mean? Because it was just one, that of, my, one of my most fondest moments as a college party. I'm never gonna forget. We had went to um, 
we had went to a party at MIT. And when the party was over, and it was like one of the students that was over there at MIT. When it was over, we left and went to an after party at Tufts. Oh, and Tufts be the, having some parties too. This was the very first time. I'm never going to forget this. Because I, I was young as hell. Wasn't supposed to be in there. But this is the very first time I ever heard Shout out to the um Ron. <laughs> shout out to DJ Ron. Mm -hmm. You know, shout out to Ron Steele and shout out to DJ Ron. Now, anybody who knows these two dudes, you knew DJ Ron was that dude back in the day when it came to the college parties and like, like he was the dude. You know, what I'm saying? you could get a lot um, of money doing college parties back then too. Listen, when this dude dropped. This song, I'm never gonna forget this. Like, and I, I thank him, I salute him to this day. Cause I went over, I was like, yo, what's that? Right? <laughs> it ain't no fun, Snoop Dogg. Oh my God. I'm, when you... he dropped that, like, and, and I knew everybody in this party, you hadn't heard this song because none of us knew it, but we knew it was dope. Right? Yeah. And he played it. He had to play it right behind it. I think he played it like three, four times in a row because he kept bringing it back. That party Yo, was moving so hard. You know what's so crazy? We at that time, um, we were in 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 uh, Germany when when um when Dog Pound Pound came out. Dog mm -hmm. Pound came out that like right after um um that record that, that yo everybody on every base. Every military, you know, person that was from the states, mostly black folks, Asian folks, and Latinas was rocking to that. And you went, and, and there was not a store in sight. Now, mind you, we got a limited limited supply anyway, to, that you could go buy that CD at. It was all gone. Listen, we had the CD, and it, the CD was so new because we went to, I want to say it was Tower Records mm -hmm. got the CD the night when it came out. Um, cause you used to go to Tile Records at 12 midnight on Mondays and get the <laughs> new joint that came out on Tuesday. Yo, and not only we that, y'all used to be in lines for that. Like how people be in lines for sneakers. They used to, they didn't even do that for sneakers back then. They did it for tape, tapes and CDs. But you know, you, you don't listen to, you, you wasn't listening to your, your joint all the way through like that. So now when we heard that that night and realized that that was on that album, <laughs> I think we listened to that all the way home, man. Like, mm -hmm. it, and and I don't know what my man Reese had back then. He had he had some little black car, man. Um, <laughs> I, it, 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 I don't know what it Look, was. Look, everybody could fit in it, though. Everybody could fit in it. It had real dark tints, and he used to get mad when it used to be a bunch of us in the back. Like, yo, come on, man, get in the car with John, because there'd be too many people in the back, and the, the car suspension sucked. So oh, no. That was like us. We used to pile in that red car, that red man, stanza. Um, what's, what's been your biggest influence? Like, what was your biggest influence? One of my biggest influences as far as DJing? Yeah. Um... I would have to say, locally, I would say Jeff. Dope. Because of what I, what I would, one thing that I like people to understand is Jeff 
has made history. He sure has. Um, he is the only DJ, well, the first DJ to, and I don't know nobody else who's done it, but he's the first DJ, and he's always going to be remembered for this, to set the turntables on fire. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And Yo, it, if it, I could it, get that footage or a picture of that, oh, I it's, need it's that. around. It's around, that. it's around, you know, you, you can go on YouTube and catch it. Cause I, I told him, I was like, yo, you got to do it again. And he was like, nah, man. He was like, yo, you know what used to happen with this? That? He was like, I can't afford to do that now. You know what I'm saying? And then he was like, you know what? I think you're right. And he's like, nah. Every time sometimes, like, you know what, on uh, some realness, sometimes you got to show people where you started. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, even as a dancer, like some of my students be like, that are Mia's age. They think I can't get busy. And the minute that they see, they're like, I had to do it one time for her, her school real quick. Because, you know what I mean? They don't really know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, where we start and, like, how we, how, we, how we become. You know what I mean? So I did a, da a daughter dance um, performance with her. And me and Amia killed it. And her friends were like, oh, okay. Well, because they always think, you know, that gap. I mean, I guess we all did this, too. Like, when we, when you get, when we get a certain age old to us is like really old and they can't do nothing you know what i mean or they don't mm -hmm. really can they can't relate so that's where i think her gap and her her age group they think you know what i mean we got to sometimes show you where we started like let me just show you what time it is real quick one time you know what i mean and i think mm -hmm. that would be dope i mean i wouldn't say he he do it every show but when them shows like certain like if he were to be on the grammys i'd want to see him do it Period. Like you know, I think if if it was something like that, I think he would do it. Like yeah. I think just to just to be doing it to do it, like no, like yo, it's a lot going to. That's a there. look. That's a that's a fire code right there. You. <laughs> it, it's a fire code. Like like it, we talked about like because we definitely talked about. I was like yo, you should set the turntable off fire. He was like yo man, where they gonna let me do that at? Right. <laughs> and I I was like you got a point, and so we left it alone. But um, far as um, yeah, so locally, I would say Jeff, you know, because somebody always been inspirational, you know, one of the first dudes put me on a pair of 1200s, um, definitely, um, has showed a lot, you know what I'm saying, and, um, we, we've done a lot, um, since then, you know, to linking back up and, um, you know, doing business together, um, far as, um, just all around, uh, I got a bunch of DJs that I I definitely would tip my hat to and pay homage to. Um, but uh, one of one of the guys that I think is very has been very inspirational would be Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, um, you're the second DJ to say that too. Uh, Jazzy Jeff, because you know, just watching his story and seeing you know what what he's done you know far as the music and like hearing the story of how how he even you know how him and will hooked up and you know how that whole thing happened because he was actually djing for someone else mm. and um <clears throat> and um they weren't there and it was like you know will was like oh you know can i rock and let him rock and you know it's history from there but um <laughs> Um, him, like him, guys like Cash Money, 
you know, like this dude is a problem. Like, have you ever had the opportunity to check out Cash Money out of Philly? No. Mm-mm. Listen. So now, but now that you name him, I gotta look, look him up. DJ Cash Money. Problem. You know who I was listening or doing a watch party with, or I guess he hosted a watch party, or he went live or whatever. Was um Cypress Hills DJ? Oh, um, a Muggsy. Yes. Muggsy's problem. Listen, you know what I'm I was late to um to to where I needed to go that day. Cause I was like, I kept postponing. Like I'll be there in like twenty minutes. Like, cause I was just so fixated. Everything he played back to back, you know what happens when you play. You've done it before, where you played music, where you're like, all right, you know, you gotta focus. And I'm like, I can't focus. You're playing records that I like. This is like these are my joints. Like you're playing records and I can't. I'm distracted, <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. I lost it. Like I lost my focus because I'm like, yo, these are my joints. And not too many people can keep your your attention span that way. You know what's interesting is um, when you like, of course, you know there's a huge, like I said, there's a huge DJ community here. Mm-hmm. But then you go to New York and you're looking at the, the 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 DJ community and seeing the different styles and the different like because you know like a lot of dudes don't understand. And this is why I tell a lot of the young cats that's coming up in the game, like, first and foremost, you got to figure out what type of DJ you want to be. That's you know right. What I'm that's right. Um, and there's nothing wrong with touching a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But you got your DJs that are um, what we call um, turntablists, like, which are just mainly into the cut and scratch and the tricks and the beat juggling and the mm-hmm. stuff like that. Then you got your DJs who... Um, they're they're blend artists. They they're into blending. Then you got your DJs who party rock. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. you got your DJs, some that lock themselves into certain genres, whether they reggae DJs, soca DJs, yep. um, just hip hop DJs, um, then or you got house DJs, house DJs. You know, like and and it's I my advice to a DJ would be never lock yourself into one genre of music because if you once you get into the the art of making the music and the development of where it comes from and how to make it in the process and all of that you you're going to find yourself venturing off into anything from reggae to house to even folk music like if you go back to doo-wop music like if you find oh, out yeah. what record is, you find a record and you're like, oh, I love this record. I'm almost 90% sure that I'm going to find you a record that came from before. That yeah. was either sampled or it has a a, a, a harmony or, you know, a, a melody of, of the same. You Yo, know? speaking so, of doo-wop, um, it, that's that show-wop, 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 show-wop. Yeah. I only have eyes for you. Exactly. Yeah. That's that Bronx tale who all y'all young bucks that don't know. That's the Bronx tale. That's that's a lot of the a lot of the music that they used. Um what's your speaking of technique and specialty, what is your specialty or technique that you use? Like that you've mastered and you like to use? Uh I I like to venture off in everything because I, I I came up again I came up in the in the in the cut and scratching era the heart of the hip hop era so like of course that's in me but I also like I like 
for now after the years of hearing it like i like for my transitions to be clean like because it's something about some a dj not even just myself but any dj when he's rocking and he makes that transition and it sounds like that's the record Mm -hmm. then it's like ooh. Like it's like wait a minute, like because you keep it, and especially for someone like yourself that's a dancer, like if you're a DJ and you're trying to just beat up records, cutting, scratching, and and beat juggling it, all that, it ain't gonna work not, in my class. Exactly, it's not gonna work. You nope. know what I'm saying? But if you if you can if you can do that and transition into another record without that dancer skipping a beat, then you're on to something. Exactly. Now what now? Um, what part of the business is your favorite part? Is it of the DJ life? So is it, is it the tours? Is it, you know, the shows? Is it, you know, the money? Is it locate, like traveling? Um, is it, you know, rehearsing with the artists? Like what part, or even just, you know, um, house part, like what part of the, what's, what's your, your favorite part of the business part? I miss the touring. I really do. Like touring was always great to me like, i ain't gonna lie i love touring stage, too you're rocking and you, you're going and it, it's it's just a different feeling um it's definitely not the money because if it was the money situation like i've i've had i've had my days when i was making a lot of money from dj and i have my days when i'm like uh-oh we might have to go get a nine to five <laughs> I've been there. I know. I've been there. I know. I know. It's with the culture now. Like, you know, it's the, like, don't get me wrong. I love the, the Serratos and all the different other uh, programs. And, you know, I say Serrato because that's the, the program that most like that's the industry standard, but there's other programs that work as just as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But here's the issue. Like, this is where it becomes the gift and the curse. Yeah. Now you have, um, and nothing against them, but now you got this kid that just came out the house and he went bought a, an external hard drive and he he's like, yo, won't you give me some music? <laughs> like, huh? Right. Won't you just copy your whole hard drive over? Yeah, like, no are thanks. You crazy kid? No. <laughs> like, which which hard drive? That's what I like to ask them sometimes. Like, which hard drive? You know how many hard drives I've had? Right. And um, this one's four terabytes and it's full. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like this one, and he's like, "There's no way that you have a four terabyte hard drive that's full." I was like, "You want to yeah, put your money yeah. in my office?" Right. <laughs> and I like, wouldn't even doubt if your basement ain't filled up with records. My basement. How about my basement, my sister's basement, my mama's basement, and my brother's basement? And the funny thing about it was, I I got myself into a little situation a few years ago, and um, I was like, you know what, mom, get rid of. Those. My mother was like, boy, are you crazy? Because right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not using them, and she was like, nah, 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 nah. Right. Because she knows she the like, value. Exactly, because I'm the same kid that when I was buying all these records, spending all this money on these records, she was like, are you out your mind? Right, right. <laughs> but now, now she gets it because, you know, it, it's, 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 it's great. I remember um, we had went to a family reunion and um, my mom was talking to her cousin, um, my cousin, her cousin. Um, so, and, you know, she's like... Um, 
so they was at the family reunion and I was flying in because I they um they was already there. Well, I was I had to do something in Tampa first. So I flew in the, to Alabama from um Tampa. So and um before I got there, um her and my mom, like I spoke to my mother when I was like, Yeah, I'm getting on the flight tonight, whatever the case may be. And um she was like, Yeah, um my dad was asking about you, you know, and I was telling her you was doing radio and all this other stuff. So like my aunt's excited because she used to do radio and, and back in the days in Detroit and all this other stuff, you know, and I ain't seen this lady since I was a baby. So now I'm a grown man and I'm coming in and this is what I'm into, you know. So she got a million and one questions for me, you know what I'm saying? So and like, of course, that led to a whole different conversation, but it's great when you can have a dialogue with a family member you ain't seen in forever. And like every time I speak to her now, it's like, how's this going? How's that going? You know what I'm saying? Now it's like, you know, um, she she's like, you know, I met this person and um, I was like, yo, you know, my cousin. And um, they was like, who's cousin? And she's like, El Neil. And they're like, yeah, that's my man, whatever the case may be. That's a, a feeling that it's like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Like, they know me. <laughs> like, I arrived. <laughs> so, well, you know. Well, you know, like, now, now, what's been one of, like, the main things of, like, a struggle for you in DJing? Like, has it been... You know, uh, the fact that you, you know, to get the gigs or, or, or relationships, um, um, you know, artists have there been troubles with art. Like if you, like what was been like your, the, the main like, uh, ill struggle that has like sort of kept you um, from, you know, going to your next level in, in uh, DJing? Um, well, there's a couple things. Um, well, for example, let me, first, let me, for, for dancers, a, a struggle that we're currently and actively having right now is that we don't have a lot of space to accommodate our community for dance. So we have dance complex, we got green street, we got studio 550 and some BCA and a few other surrounding spots, but the city can't accommodate our, us as creatives because, you know, those are the only places that we can really sort of go to. So like as a DJ, like what's been some of those type of struggles for you guys like uh, out here? So one of the major struggles has been, of course, um, you know, we don't have the venues. Um, Boston, if you are a all around, um, you know, they shy away from hip hop, first and foremost. But that's I, I get it. But you're not going to change who I am. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. I got, I got my EDM. I got my top 40 and all that stuff there. But you know what? When I get into that groove and I want to hear that Mob D burn, that's what's going to fly. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. So, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Um, we don't have the, I would like to see the city get a lot more, um, urban venues. Um, yeah. I would, you know, of course, again, there's a lot of, I see a lot of dudes that's coming up in the culture and that's great. You know what I'm saying? I'm all for the new generation. But what I, what I, what I, what I want dudes to understand is like, this isn't a hobby for me. This is life. Yeah. Like, this is what I do. Like, so like, if you're not sitting in front of that computer and you're not gathering new music and you're not 
um, doing something for the better of the culture. If this is just a hobby for you, something that you think you're about to jump in this game and make a million and one dollars, right. and you don't have the love for it, move out the way for the people that got the love exactly, for it. Exactly, you know? exactly. Um, another thing, as far as radio, um, a lot of people, I love doing radio. I really do. But here's the issue. First and foremost, um, can I had we, a conversation. Can we get paid off of radio, though? Okay, yep, yeah, that's where I'm going. I had a conversation <laughs> with uh with a um program of a big program director. I'm not gonna put him out there, you know, just for <laughs> for sake of one day he might just call me and be like, you know what? I know what you do, I need you. Exactly. But I had a conversation with a with a big radio exec, um, a big program director, <coughs> program director. And he said to me, um, he was like, you know, why don't you go into another aspect of radio? He was like, you would make more money in sales, right? I'm not into sales. I'm not a salesman. Like, that's not what I'm here for. Like, and I would love for Boston to have. And a lot of people that are in the city is going to be like, well, we have this, we have that. But listen to what I'm about to say. I would love for Boston to have a true urban radio station. A true urban radio station. Meaning, and you got to understand what that's a broad scale. Because if you go to somewhere like D.C. or um, even... Even Alabama has it. Um, you have these urban radio stations, and there's an urban radio station for our parents. There's an urban radio station for us. There's yeah, an urban need, radio station for the younger generation, right? And the variety, like, like nothing against nobody. I'm not gonna, like I said, I'm not gonna call out no names here. But you know, some of these stations are claiming to be the home of hip hop and R and B, and it's like. And it's like you're not, you know, like you can't say you're the home of hip hop and R&B, but you're not playing uh, uh, um, a scissor. You're not playing. And I'm not talking about scissor after she gets Grammy nominated. I'm talking about scissor that the average um, black or Latino female is bumping in her car scissor right. that you might hear on um on um satellite radio but right. you're not hearing on public radio you know like not I'm, just I'm, her I'm hits. Talking, not yeah not not just the hit that you just got familiar with that we were playing six months ago mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying right so and 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 I, I, I feel like there's a there's a void that needs to be filled for the for the for the older generation for like don't play don't start playing throwback Bell Biv DeVoe songs or new edition songs when the movie comes out on BET. Yeah. Don't jump on no, the bandwagon. No, yeah. No, I agree. Speaking of what started the conversation, don't start playing Nipsey Hustle after you download his music after his death. Right. You know what I'm saying? True facts. That's I was true. in the club when the news broke that Nipsey Hustle had got murdered. And guess what? It's recorded. And you can hear me play several Nipsey songs and change the whole mood of the club 
at that time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have to go download Racks in the Middle. You know what I'm saying? Hustle in the House was already in my computer. That's you know what right. I'm saying? So, like, it, it, and that's the thing that 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 boggles me, saying last time that I checked, when the dude came up, it was like, yo, you heard Nipsey died, yo, can you play last time that I checked? The next song that played was last time that I checked. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it, it, like, I'm, I'm, and, and that's the thing that boggles me. Like, you got dudes sticking out their chest, like, oh, I'm doing a Nipsey Hustle mix. Like, you're doing a Nipsey Hustle mix, but how much Nipsey did you have prior to his death? Right. Right. I'll I mean, you had. You, I, I listen. I I had. Um, I heard. Uh, what you call it? Um, the day after he passed away, Kiss One Hundred Eight was talking about it. Like, when, since when does Maddie in the morning talk about Nipsey Hussle? You know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't the one that was on the air talking about it, but throughout the day of the the, the certain uh, you know shows that come on Kiss One Hundred Eight. Um, one of the DJs I heard him reference Nipsey Hussle like as if it's like the hottest news and it's it's like um, if we don't touch it then we will lose some listeners because it's the hottest thing to talk about you feel what I'm saying like it's like a fad or something um, but a real a real a real situation um, me and Jeff was having a conversation this was the next morning right and I was like yo I was listening to a certain station I was like I want to hear what what they have to say, you know, because they just did some, they had some changes at this particular station. And I was like, I want to hear what they have to say about the Nipsey situation. Mm -hmm. And he was like, they ain't got nothing to say. He was like, they're going to play the interview for the, from the show that they cut that was on there, on there that, you know, that they networked with. And I was like, you know, I get it. It's politics. It is what it is. But my thing is like, if we had that, like, we would have this problem. Like, yeah. for instance, the morning I was on a ra on a particular radio station, the morning when Fife Dog passed away. Yikes. Right? Yikes. And real talk, it's documented, it's recorded. Like, this particular station was new, up and running. They didn't even have turntable CDJs, nothing in the station. Every All the music was in the computer, right? Yikes. I immediately call home like I need my mixer and tables now. Right. Right. And it was like, are you sure? I need it right now. Listen, like you don't understand. Mm -hmm. And within the next 20 to 30 minutes, those turntables and mixers was at the station. They were plugged up. And you know what we was going through? All types of Tribe Called Quest records. Yep. All types of Fife Dog records. Yep. Records that y'all still ain't played to this day. Yeah. Why? Because you don't have them. But my thing is, if we had a true, again, a true urban radio station, yep. that void would be filled. That's right. Um, speaking back to on the, the, the PD that I was telling you about, he asked me because he knew, he, he's like, I know who you are. Right. Hmm? He said, I know who you are. He was like, I know what you do. Right. And I was like, <laughs> I laughed. I was like, you know me? I was like, yeah, right. He was like, you're always supposed to know your competition. What? No matter how big or small. Mm. Right. And I was like, oh, so I'm competition now. Right. He was like, I know what time your show comes on. He was like, wow. I know your format. He was like, I know what value you bring to that station. He was like, but let me ask you this. He was like, 
why haven't you ever gone or attempted to apply for, you know, one of the bigger stations or, you know, one of the commercial stations per se, because these are rhythmic stations that we have yeah. that we listen to. Yeah. And I, I said to him, I was like, you know, someone else asked me that question some time ago. And I'm glad you're saying it on this podcast. Hey. <laughs> and, 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 and the crazy part is, uh, and I'm, I'm glad that I'm on this podcast saying this. Um, I'm, I'm, this is a great opportunity. And I, I realized what you said in the opening, had it not been, if had I been on one of those stations, I would have never had the opportunity to be like, yo, come on this show with me. That's or, right. Let's do this. That's let's right. Let's do that. Like, what people don't understand is, like, it's not always about the money. It's about the money. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not wrong, right. Don't get me wrong. Right. Like, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I haven't been doing radio fluently right now. Like I'm actually in the works of talking about getting back on one of these stations. I'm not going to speak that until it actually happens. But um, like I didn't quit radio. Life happened. You That's know, right. That's right. Paid. I mean, like, no, yo, not for nothing, Neil. <laughs> like I didn't do the dancers report after I got off of you. Your like, so I did the dancers report on your station, and then a Caribbean station with DJ Explosive. And at the time, mm -hmm. like later on, he became one of my my actual DJ for dance. So it was a little different than just being like I'm gonna put it anywhere. Like I couldn't do that. Like it just wasn't it wasn't an option. And and then of course. When you when we started to really work on that video game, the second part, I got focused on just that stuff. Um, you know what I mean? So it was more like, all right, do you know? You got to deal with what's immediate, you know. And um, exactly. I, I feel you. Like when you're in a and when you're in a position to pull people up, you do. And 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 if you go to certain, like for example, um, I'm not in a position to uh, recruit choreographers for this new video game. I'm not in that position. Whereas uh, the first time Frenchie was and she actually pulled me in and pulled me up. So kudos to her and her birthday's tomorrow, by the way. Um, but um, but but I will say, like, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have been introduced to Dance Central or the franchise or any of that. Right. But mm -hmm. but the next time that they were um, were presenting the new platform and the new game, um, they had already chosen you know, what they, what they wanted. And it wasn't even like they had a choice, but their distributor had more of a choice. So it was like a different ball game. And, you know, this time around, they didn't have the same resources and the same team that they had before or years ago when we first started. So, you know, it's, it, you know, I, I feel you when you say life happens. Speaking of that question, um, are you doing what you love? Yeah, I am. Okay. I, I really am. Um, I, I could be doing it to a higher plateau, um, which goes, which, which goes for this question and the question that you previously asked. Cause like, the thing is like what people got to understand is my reason for going to these stations was cause one, I didn't have no playlist. I played mm. by my own rules. Right. If I want to play, if I want to play something that was hard and gutter, I could do that. If I want to play something that was old from the, 60s and 70s i could do that if i want to play a sample and then go into um the, the record like for instance if i want to play um the 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 two chains and um um ariana record um 
but I want to play the Anne Marie record prior to that or the original sample from that, you know what I'm saying? I can do that. Yeah. Why? Because I played by my own rules. When you're on a, a a commercial radio station or a rhythmic station for that matter, you can't do that. Like you there's only certain records that you can play. Like you have to stay you have a you have a minimum of maybe two to three records that you can go outside of the realm of the records that they that they give you. So you know that's 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 definitely one of the things. Um far as I'm definitely doing what I love to do. Um, I love this music. Um, I love the culture. Um, and, and like people got to understand that like it's more than DJing for me. It's more than uh, a form of music. Like um, people, I, I get this problem. I have this argument a lot. Like people be like, oh, hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. Hip hop is not a form of music. Hip hop is a lifestyle. It's a culture. It's a, culture. It's a lifestyle. You, man. Exactly. Listen. Rap is the form of music. That's that right. That came out of the hip hop culture. Um, along with it, you know, there was, there, there was, there was, there was everything from the breaking to the, the locking graffiti the to the DJ, the, the DJ to the MC and yeah. uh, you know, all, all the different elements of the hip hop culture. Right. We can't forget about that. And then, you know, we also got to realize like it, it, it evolved and it continues to evolve That's right. as we're speaking. Um, like, the different styles and the different, I don't care what, like, there would, without this culture, without there being a rap music, there would never been a hip hop and R&B category. That's you know? right. Like, that's it, right. It, 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 being a true R&B artist that sings on a hip hop beat, now you're, you're trying, you're trying to make it like, that's not traditional R&B. No, it's not traditional R&B, but it's still hip hop. Right. You know, like, and, and, and you can find someone that might be a soulful artist. You, you're going to tell me Marsha Ambrosia is not hip hop? You're going to tell me that you're going to tell me that Erica Bardu's not hip hop. Yeah, right. You, you call it neo soul or whatever you want. It's hip hop. That's you right. Traditional um, R&B is like, so you're having my baby and it means yeah. so much to me. And That's we still need that. We still need that, but you're gonna tell me that Jodeci wasn't hip hop? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got, you got, you got, you got um, the deal. You got um, 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 taking you out on a natural high. That that's all R and B. Stephanie that's Mills, Stephanie Mills, uh, Babyface. So you're, you're gonna tell me that um, something in the way you make me feel doesn't have a hip hop um swing to it? Yo, every yo, no lie. I used to play. My mother hated when I took the tape. And we talking about tapes, cassette tape. And you press, you, you stop it, and you rewind it, and you play it right back. What something about the something in the way you make me feel like her, her. Just the feel part when she used to sing that part. I used to try to get. I used to try to get the riff, the ad lib, the run. Something about the way you make me feel, and then I would be trying to do. What remember that song or that artist that she used to be like. And it feels real good. Um, 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 you played it one time, and I was like, "This is my jam." Um, uh, can you you know what I'm talking about? So, um, <laughs> feels so real. Um, uh, I can't think of the first part of it. Oh my god. Um, but, Listen, um, it's 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 funny because I have these debates. 
I don't want to call them arguments because sometimes it turns into an argument. But I have these debates amongst my team all the time, right? And they'd be like, yo, you're bugging, you're bugging. So um, just just a week ago, um, I'm on the phone with Jeff and Dex. And um, I was like, yo, PM Dawn was dope. They were. Right? And they was like, nah. nah like, yo, Haters. Nah, nah. I was like, yo, so you're going to tell me that Die Without You was not dope. That, right? Listen, it was a record, man. That was the record. Okay? So, and they was like, oh, I think it was Dex. Dex was like, um. He was like, it was a hit record, but but there is no buzz. I was like, PM Dunn. He was like, nah, PM Dunn. And, like, and this is the things that we throw at each other, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's good dialogue, you know? Still, yeah. Still, still. And, it, and so, it makes, you, it makes your, your mind sharper on what kind of music you need to be listening to, too. Exactly. Pulling out. Like, um, um, KRS-One, during his performance, he says... I wonder if I take you home. So my question became, is Lisa Lisa in the Cold Jam hip-hop? Absolutely. Mm. And it was like, oh, it's freestyle. It's freestyle. Freestyle yeah, but 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 it was still music. but they re, listen freestyle. You you then you talking about expose and expose got included in hip hop too a lot. And, and that's my that was my argument. Like yes, that freestyle is the form of music. Yo, freestyle right? was out in the eighties, and like we were in England when that came out, and they was and they were rocking it like it was it was already a thing, but it it and like they, it became like more artists coming out as freestyle. Exactly, mm-hmm. but it's still hip hop. That's right. At the end of the day, it's still hip hop. If you look back at movies like one of my favorite movies of all time, Can't... Beat Street. Yep. <laughs> right. I love Breaking, but Beat Street is my movie. Right. Is <laughs> you want to know why Beat Street's my movie? Because that's my life story. Like that's how I came up. That's the things I witnessed as a kid. To like, I was Lee. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I seen it coming up. And I wanted to be part of it. And I became the kid that was breaking and dancing, you know what I'm saying? And the brother was DJing. Like, that was me. That's my story. So that's how I got here. So, and you got to understand, let's go back to the club scenes of B Street or Crush Groove. Yeah. Or even, or even um, Breaking, which is considered the commercial version of these movies, right? Mm-hmm. In all these movies, what do they have in common? When you go into the club setting, which was undeniably a hip-hop club. culture yep. club, right? Okay, so when you go into the setting, it's definitely a hip-hop setting. And the music that was being played, whether it was a rap song, whether it was a, a house song, whether it was um, a disco song, because mm-hmm. you can't forget about the disco. Because disco you know came saying? in and, 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 and uh, kicked it off. We can't forget how what we started rapping on before there was anything, before there was a sample, before we was taking drum machines and making drum patterns. You had disco. You know what? What did you have? You had what we call break beats. So you took the beat of that portion of the song where you had to boom back. Yeah. And the DJ brought it back and brought it back and you rhymed over it. And guess what? Here comes something called rap music. There it is. Where did it all come from? hip-hop yeah from a culture so i mean like you know like I, I but said, that's the but, but neil you know you you when we get into these conversations 
And uh, and 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 it's like asking the question, which came first, the egg or the the or the the, the chicken? Like that's the type of rat race that goes on when it comes to conversation, depending on the the, the minds in the room. You know what I mean? Because people will say, oh well, and 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 that's not it, and that's just as like a, the 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 lightest analogy I can make when it comes to um, identifying music and 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 that because I in my class, um, what I've been doing is I've been teaching. You know, obviously, I I teach a, the loose a loose um, introductory to Caribbean culture, so um, you know, soca and dancehall, and and understanding the different techniques of dancing for the two of them. And there's not any choreography in my class, and so when people want to learn what the two differences of the music is, I sh- I tell them and I show them, right? But then you have certain movement in dancehall and in soca for sometimes, but mainly in dancehall that can transition into three different ways or two different ways, which would be house, which is a, a form of hip hop. And then you have um, like, it'll be certain um, moves that we use that is considered like, um, you know, a, 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 like a, 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 you know, an Afro beat move or, or you, and when you come down to it, um, African, the question is what came first? The African movement came first before you could even talk, call it a, a house or a, a jazz or a dance hall or any of those things. Cause that's what they were doing in our tribes. You understand what I'm saying? So when, and I, and, and when I'm doing the movements, I'll say, now this is how you do it in a house way. This is the house way to do it. And that's only because I have, I'm familiar with certain movement, but I'm not going to teach you how to house because I don't know how to do that. I don't know the foundation and, and, the, and the, you know, the, the ins and outs of it. But I say all that to say you will have different dialects of dance that come from all these different things. And that's when we have that discussion on where music came from and you want to categorize it. You know, I heard the other day, three times in the same day, um, What's her name? Hit him up style. Still being played. Still oh, being played. Blue, blue control. Yeah. Still being played. Yes. And Still I say that played. to say, like, is she considered hip hop or is she considered R and B? No, it's considered hip hop. It's not considered R and B. It's 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 considered R and B, but then again, if you ask yourself what what is her culture is hip hop background, it would be hip hop. And that's what people need to understand, um, you know, is when when you start talking about the music again, you gotta remember if we if we go back according to the the history of this culture and and the music and everything that came from it and how we got here, if we look at the guys like Cool Hurt, for instance, who um, Jamaican parents, um, you know, background, and he was playing this music and he started. You know, having these parties in a little recreational center, mm-hmm. and you know what is it? Eight, um, eighteen, fifteen, um, Cedric Ave. Uh, I might be saying the address wrong, um, but Sidwick Ave. Um, whichever hmm. it is, I should know this by heart. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's 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 these questions that you have to ask yourself, like, um. A great example would be Super Cat. Mm-hmm. You know, if you my take- mother hates when I sing one of his songs, by the way, because her name is Dawn, <laughs> and I always say Don Data, Don's Data. She gets mad. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. 
<laughs> and, and, and I'm thinking more of Ghetto Red Hot. Yeah, Ghetto yeah. Red Hot when yeah. they remix and put it on the on the hip hop beat and uh, on the on the on on the on the boom bat beat, mm-hmm. and you had a total different song from the traditional Ghetto Red Hot. But here we go. He's chat. He's doing what they call chanting. That's what they chanting. Chantin'. So you're chanting, and 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 that's what they did in in the reggae culture, which we which undeniably, you know. Um, Reggae music was here before hit, before rap. Yeah, you know? but we but, also but you know what? Mind. Ska Ska dance is a part of reggae, and Ska dance started in the punk world. A lot of people don't Very know that. True. But uh, now, now a lot of people about to get mad, and this was one of the, um one of all the rasters gonna get mad at me well. for saying that though. <laughs> a, lot, a, lot, a lot of people about to get mad about what I'm about to say. You know what I'm saying? To all you older heads, like nobody's disrespecting the king, but um, y'all gonna tell me James Brown didn't rap? Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. And there's another one too, an older um older cat. Um, what's his name? Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters. That that Dolomite. dude too. too. And Dolomite came after the fact. And I love Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters <laughs> off the hook. He was Stop so cocky. Right. Exactly. Let him boy ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, Neil, what is your um what's up and coming? I mean, this is probably gonna air after it, but like what's up and coming in the next few months for you? Next few months, uh, okay, a lot of private events, um, but the next public events, um, of course, we have the annual Adidas party. Um, I'll be there with my fresh Adidas. This Sunday, um, April 14th. Then we have, um, we have the Zodiac Saturdays. Um, we have the Cinco de Mayo party. Uh-oh. Um, we have, um. There's a lot of <laughs> so, but so now, whole... can we find everything on your? What's your social media handle so people can follow so, you and get in, acclimated with what you're doing and listen to you and and check you out? I'm gonna tell y'all, I don't really go on my Facebook like that. Um, I'm gonna start. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna do me a new Facebook do, page. You should <laughs> do your Instagram because that's where I follow you I, and like harass I, you. I, 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 I'm, I'm, um, I jump on the gram all the time. I secretively um, stalk him on two pages. <laughs> <laughs> you follow my my Instagram is um Instagram dot com forward slash ill mill i l l n e i l. Um, I don't do my Twitter like I should. But man, um, we left Twitter. Yo, we left Twitter. Yo, we did. I I um between between um. My IG is the way to go. Like, <laughs> honestly, because my IG is connected to both. Um, my IG is definitely connected to my Facebook. It's, well, it's connected to my Facebook fan page. Um, I'm trying to figure out what did I do wrong that is now not connected to my personal page, but whatever. Facebook um, is, a, is a rat race and a trap. I, I just exactly. realized that I can't post from my dancers report page straight to my dancers page on my Facebook like I'm supposed to. So I gotta I'm in the same boat as you trying to figure it out. And I hate that. And then and then the biggest thing that you'll definitely be able to catch me on because we're relaunching teamjerk.com. Hey. Which um which if you went there right now is streaming definitely right now. Um 24 hours. Um 
but we definitely got a lot of things coming up in the works. Um, I'm working with several different Team Jerk members and some non-members um, that uh, we're, we're trying to get some consistent live shows going on. Um, so Dope. you'll definitely be, and we're going to have it interactive so you can interact with them right then and there as their show's going on. Um, what else? Um bunch of different things, man. You know, we're going to stay busy, man. And y'all, if y'all need your hair cut, he got a barbershop, too. Don't let him play you. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually in the process of doing a new shop, too. So, okay. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking over um, one, of the, one of the historical shops in Boston, in the Roxbury Ooh, area. let's go. Yes. And, um, yeah, we're, we're doing that over and... Um, trying to preserve a lot of the um history that comes along with this shop so yeah it's it's a lot of things in the works man uh, a lot of a lot of different business ventures um a lot of different a lot of different things like i had took some um time off from some of this stuff because um you know unfortunately um about it's been almost two years now i had a fire so i had oh, to regroup man. and um start all over again but um you know, we here, man. Like, we ain't going nowhere. I got a lot of living to do in the words of 50, man. Okay. <laughs> you know? Listen, I mean, listen, you, that's one thing is that, you know, when it, when there's a roadblock and, and transition happen in terms of, like, your lifestyle, something alters it, man, the biggest comeback is you actually living. Seriously. Exactly. So, what's the message that you want to leave with everybody? The message I want to leave with everybody, man, is follow what you love. Like, and if you truly love it, make it work for you. Miss 5678 Dances Report Podcast.